I'm Morgan Dennis, and this is Storied. I've started this so many times, but I think finally I'm going to just kind of go with this. For a while I was thinking that I wanted to do something really scripted. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of life stories. And I drafted them some things out. I've been thinking a lot about kind of pivotal stories in my life, things that, um, you know, when they were happening, they didn't seem like anything, but they just ended up being potentially moments in my life that were transitional or that led to some sort of change um, that I didn't know about at the time, but that led me perhaps along a different path. So I've been really interested in that. And I find, and I can write about that. Writing always takes me a lot of time. But it's also really intellectual. And it it takes away from, as writing always has with me, the immediacy of, of thought and expression. And so... Where I'm landing with this is to create something that is just an expression and is just more immediate and spontaneous and stream of consciousness and can get at some of these things that I'm thinking without necessarily needing to um, be so meticulous about how I, how I present them. So today is April 14th, 2022. And it feels like spring has finally just started. It's gray today and, and misty, but it's it's warmer. I think it's one of the first days where I'm not putting the heat on in the house. Um, it's almost Easter and we're going to head up to our cottage on Sunday um, after my son, who's 10, does his uh, hunt for Easter eggs. I, th- I think he... I think he still really believes in the Easter Bunny. <laughs> we thought it would be his last year, last last year of doing that or believing in that last year, but he does, um, and so he wants to uh, find Easter eggs at our house instead of our cottage. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to go up for the week. Uh, he's in this micro school um, that uh, has these random entire weeks off, and so we're going to go up and spend the next week um, at our cottage next week because he has his week off. My wife Katie is going to work from there. Uh, she's a lawyer for the Ontario government and uh, I teach. I teach at Sheridan College and I work remotely. I've been remote since the start of the pandemic. I think I've been to work twice <laughs> since the start. Um, once to pick up some books. I teach literature Um for a course I was developing last year and another time just I was meeting some friends for lunch and I thought I would go in and take some pictures of the empty hallways but yeah I can work from up there I'm actually starting a sabbatical uh, for the entire next academic year Uh, it's something that I applied for when the pandemic started Um, I applied for it before the pandemic and um it's actually, it's, it's seniority-based at, at my college and, and the colleges in Ontario. It's, it's sabbaticals are kind of baked into our collective agreement. And I'd applied for one um, in the end of, or the beginning of 
of 2020 and um, I was I was declined for it, which I kind of thought because I was told that often your first application um, will get denied and it's because it's sonority based. I knew there were a couple of faculty in my in my particular cluster at the college that were um, ahead of me in seniority and they had applied for sabbaticals and uh, and they got their sabbaticals uh, that year, but then actually they turned them down because of the pandemic. And then I ended up getting, um, offering, uh, they offered me one, the college offered me one in 2020, but I subsequently um, turned it down because we were, you know, I mean, obviously the uncertainty, I had sort of thought, that I would go and 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 travel for the sabbatical would be a writing project, and you know I would I would go somewhere and sort of work and explore and um, potentially go somewhere with my family also and and spend that year kind of doing things that I can't normally do during the academic year, but but that that just didn't seem like at all. Oh, I mean it wasn't doable. There was no traveling, obviously, and and with. Um, you know, my son, who was, I guess, eight at that time, and and uh, homeschooling, it was, as with most people, it was impossible. So I turned it down, and then we went along and, and lived our lives. And and then now, um, I decided to apply for one again. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not getting any younger, and, and writing is something that I've had a long history with it. Um, I really started in my early 20s and I had a few stories published and and I spent a good portion of my late 20s and early 30s focused on writing and uh, writing fiction. And, you know, it's something that I really felt that I, I was really approaching it from a more of a business mindset and something that was my job and I would apply for grants and I would get grants and it was it was just something I was working toward while also you know stitching together a freelance existence I was a researcher I was a copy editor uh, I was a journalist and 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 all the while trying to do my writing uh, I ended up starting to teach uh, at Sheridan part-time in 2006 uh, again as a way of trying to facilitate a lifestyle of, of fiction writing. And and what I found was that the more I kind of got invested in that career, uh, the more it, it became harder, I think, to... Hmm, actually, not harder. It, I found that the energy that I was devoting to uh, to writing and the energy that I was devoting to to that kind of a way of life um, was something that was really focused on, on I guess my own business. <laughs> it, it was it was my own uh, career choice, and I was very focused toward writing. And so that when I became a teacher uh, of, of of literature and and electives, and and I was able to really kind of funnel that part of myself, that 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 part of. Um, I guess my need to have, um, you know, professional identity that really was taken up with teaching. And so, so it just, my writing became less necessary. I realized that, um, that when I was teaching and had a career 
that I didn't like the uncertainty around the freelance existence. And I wouldn't have, even if I had started publishing um, and achieved some success, it still wouldn't have been kind of enough to get the security that I that I that I found through through teaching. All of this is to say that I would ask myself throughout the years, you know, I had spent so much time writing and I'd spent so much time investing in that part of my life and and you know, where had it gone? And I would always say, well, you know, I'll return to it one day when I when I need to or when I want to. Um and you know those those days just sort of weren't coming because I was busy and I was doing something that was rewarding, and it, at the very least, and it was it wasn't always rewarding, but at the very least, it was something that was it was you know a profession and it was a focus and it was it was just you know um, it was satisfying that part of my existence. Um, in twenty in twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in 2018, I started writing again. Uh, I did uh, writing has always been really kind of difficult for me. It's taken a long time, and as I mentioned, it's it's uh, you know it's an intellectual exercise that I sort of battle with, and 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 sort of editing as I go, and 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 trying to find ways to not do that to speed things up. But in 2018, in the fall. Um, I started writing again, and I wrote two stories really quite quickly for me in the course of a few months. They were long stories, and I was really getting into the flow of it, and uh, I was thinking about it all the time. And in some ways, writing for me when I'm really invested in it, it's very distracting. I you know, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking of things. I'm always jotting down notes, and, and while it's entirely engaging, um, the way that it's engaging is can be kind of frustrating for me and if not, maybe not frustrating, but it can just be very all consuming. And, um, anyway, I was in that state. Uh, it was satisfying. I was starting to work on a third story in, uh, end of October, November. And then my mother died in, in November. And I have a, I have a lot to say about my mother <laughs> and I, and I will later. Um, and it, it, while it was a really uh, obviously a devastating moment, um, you know, it was something that it wasn't. It wasn't something that after we kind of dealt with everything and and I got through that time, it wasn't so much that I was dwelling on on what happened to her uh, afterwards because I think I processed it fairly well, um, but it just kind of got me off course and. And then the idea always of returning to that story that I was quite invested in and, and happy with where it was going and excited about, the idea of returning to that particular story was always a little bit difficult because it was imbued with that time in my life. So I didn't. And uh, I didn't return to it for a long time. And um, But again, I, I, I decided, all right, that now is the time for the sabbatical. And so... I applied for the sabbatical uh, earlier this year, and I thought, all right, you know, if I'm going to do a project, a writing project again, I've got to tell myself, I've got to convince myself and prove to myself that I can, um, I can be a part of a sustained project again. So I did return to that story. Uh, it's called Fireball, and um, uh, it's it's about 
uh, a group of people who, um, you know, see like a, um, a meteorite, a, a large scale meteorite or a, or a ball of fire in the sky and, um, and are kind of drawn together because of that and, and um, create a kind of community and it's their experiences and, and what they think and they've all been a little bit changed by it. And um, anyway, I had the, the idea for the story again back in 2018 and I had the entire the, the entire thing kind of mapped out and um, and so it was easy to get, get back to it I guess it took me a little while to get really in the thick of it and it's interesting to me how how different that story was now um, I think it became a bit of a longer story than it would have been in 2018 so it would have been the same story, I think. It would have had the same trajectory, it would have had the same arc and everything, the same characters, really. But um, but what I ended up doing with it recently was was much different. Anyway, so I did finish that story, and um, and I, I guess you know proved to myself that I could that I could you know invest in a project again. And so, so here I am. Um, I'm, I'm starting the sabbatical in September and it'll take me uh, through the course of the, the entire year. It'll really, with my vacation periods, it'll be 14 months. So, so it'll be, it'll be something to really, yeah, to really sink my teeth into. So I think a sidebar for me uh, with that project, with that sabbatical project, because I've been, again, thinking of um, more narrative-based autobiographical pieces um, uh, is to do something like this this project, this podcast, where um, it can be um, maybe somewhat like, you know, diary entries. Maybe some of it will be scripted. Um, you know, maybe I'll uh, speak to some of my friends, my colleagues uh, on it. Um, I don't know yet, but I think I spent a long time trying to think of what it was going to be and what it should be right from the gate. And um, I'm realizing, I think, that it doesn't have to be like that. It can be, it can take on a variety of forms. Um, but I think the main thing for me is to kind of be, uh, to try to, you know, just incorporate it into a sort of habit in my life, just like writing is when I'm writing. Because when I am writing, I kind of need to do it, if not every day, every second day or, or it has to be part of, you know, my sort of pattern of existence. And so I think that if I were to really sort of knuckle down and, and try to do a podcast that's scripted, um, um, and spend so much time on it and, you know, thinking about sound design and all those things, uh, it'll kind of hold me back and it'll make it, um, you know, not more work cause I, I enjoy work uh, that, you know, it's part of it for me. I, 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 I enjoy sort of really getting into something, but I think it might kind of defeat the purpose a little bit and, um, and make it just more of a, uh, of an exercise and, you know, an intellectual exercise. It's interesting because I've at various times in my life tried to keep a journal and, and I think my process with that has been similar in that I'll, you know, I want to start with the best entry on that first page. And I want my, you know, writing to be really clear and even my printing to be clear if I'm writing, you know, an actual tactile, um, you know, journal. And uh, and it's held me back. And so I've actually, over the past year, been, been writing fairly consistently 
Um, at first it was every day and then I thought, okay, well, if I don't do it every day, then it won't be, it won't be right. Um, so sometimes, you know, it'll be every day and other times it'll be every, you know, a few weeks and I'll catch up and, 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 and again, I'm, I'm trying to make it what I want it to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be uh, a specific thing. And so, um, I think this will be an extension of that too. Uh, it's not like I'll start, stop the, the journaling, but, um, but it helps me kind of process, um, you know, the things that I'm thinking about. And uh, I haven't actually, you know, with all that, um, those journal entries that I've been making, you know, it's a variety of things. It's, it's, you know, elements that come up in my life. It's things about my past. It's things about my work and family and all of that. Um, but uh, it's, it, it's a, you know, it's a bit of everything. And it's, it's served a purpose of, Oh yeah, what I was going to say is is that I haven't returned, I haven't read it um, since I started it, and so I think that it, that's interesting because I'm not doing it to kind of chronicle. At least right now, I mean, obviously one day it might be interesting for me or others, um, my son, um, if I share it. Um, but it's it it's the process of doing it, and and so I think that um, that this. Uh, this exercise of this this podcast will be will be like that. One other thing I'll say um, in relation to my mother is that uh, um, I was thinking about nostalgia, and I've I've felt like I've never really been that much of a nostalgic person. I mean. I'll, when I think about my past, um, or I think about, or a dream, often I'll dream about, you know, the houses I lived in as, as a child, there were two significant ones. And, um, I, re- I dream of those places a lot. Um, but I'll dream about them mostly as an adult in that I'm returning to them. You know, I'll have a dream where it's kind of a recurring dream where I'll, I'll go up and I'll knock on the door of one of these homes and, and there'll be people living there and I'll kind of explain I used to live there and can I, can I walk through and see the place? And I will. And, you know, they'll be like, I remember them or they'll be different or I'll be looking for something that I might have left there. And, and, um, but again, it's always as, uh, you know, as myself now, uh, or I'll be living there again, um, but I'll be living there with my wife and, and my son, and he'll kind of, you know, be functioning almost as I did in the house, um, you know, as younger. So it's kind of interesting things there, but I, I think that um, I don't feel particularly nostalgic, I guess, about about those times. Um, and to return to my mother, um, I was thinking that she, she was nostalgic, um, but I... I also don't think she she was. I mean, she she had actually a really difficult uh, upbringing. She had a very difficult relationship with her mother, um, abusive relationship, I would say, to a, to a large degree, and one that really informed her adult life. And so that she was throughout her adult life. Um, I don't think she really ever grew up, um, or if she did she was kind of a custodian, I think, um, a guardian of that child, of that girl, so that she let that girl exist in her own life and, and gave her all of the opportunities that she never maybe had, so that she was, I would say, letting that girl get away with things. Um, and and it really kind of corrupted her own life, my mother's life. Uh, she had a wonderful 
um, experience in a lot of ways, I think, in her life. It's complicated. I'm not sure she did, actually, but she had a varied life, I guess. She was an incredible artist, um, and she, for a while, used that. Um, it was her business, and she was able to live through that business quite well um, when I was, um, I guess, in my late teens. In early 20s, uh, she she was able to live on her, by her art and had a very successful business, um, And but she really, um, she really sort of, um, let her life go in a lot of ways. And she was an alcoholic for a number of years. And, um, what I found with her and it was, you know, my wife and I supported her for a number of years. It was a very, very difficult time. And, uh, we could only help my mother so much because, because of, of who she was. And because I think, you know, and I realized this at the time when we were helping her that she was, um, you know, she she just she just couldn't kind of control her life. She she didn't really grow up in some ways, I guess. Or or like I said, she she was, um, you know, she was she was this girl still in a lot of ways. So. So anyway, that's what I'll, all I'll say f- about her for now. Uh, I have a lot more to say about her and our experiences with her, but um, but part of this process is me thinking of nostalgia and this attempt to discuss, you know, my life and and talk about the the things that happened both in my past and the, these stories, these these narratives that I feel, you know, inform were pivotal for me and inform who I am now. Um, you know, I thought is that me sort of being nostalgic not that being nostalgic is a bad thing but uh but you know is is that sort of behind it but but i don't necessarily think it is i think it's it's about just trying to trying to piece together things um and understand what brought us to where we are now in, in our lives and and those those things that we might not have realized at the time that were actually really instrumental in, in, you know, forming the people, the people we are now.